I've been speaking English since I was 13 years old. However, for some reason, if you speak with my cousins, they all speak like Daza from Cranbourne. But uh, for some Daza reason... Daza from... What did you say? Daza from Cranbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rock star confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 135 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. Christina with you here. Guys, I have some very exciting news for you. My goal this year was to hit 30,000 downloads for this podcast in a single month. So 30,000 in a single month by the end of 2017. And you know how many downloads we had in October? 29,000. We are almost there, my friends. Thank you to you, dear listener, for tuning in and for sharing the podcast too. Let's see if we can get to 30,000 by end of November. I reckon we can do it. Now, speaking of listeners, this week on the show, I'm joined by two very special listeners. Their names are Henry and Aurora. Check it out. After my recent podcasts on how to successfully reach out to people, so that was episodes 131 and 132, I received a lovely personalized email and video, no less, from Henry, who I had met early this year at the annual Toastmasters convention here in Melbourne. He said that he and his Toastmasters colleague, Aurora, were helping to promote the semi-annual Toastmasters convention. So it's another one coming up. And he asked if I would be interested in donating an hour coaching session as a prize to be drawn at the conference. Now, this is something I don't normally do, but I did want to help out with the conference. So I suggested instead that he and Aurora join me on the show to share the experience of their public speaking journey and how Toastmasters has helped them to build their skills and confidence. Now, this podcast is for you if you are brand new to public speaking or you've recently gotten started on your journey because you will be learning from people who are going through a very similar thing themselves. I really admire Henry and Aurora's willingness to take on a challenge, get involved, and to also develop their skills one step at a time. You'll hear from them why they joined Toastmasters, how they got through those first few terrifying speaking experiences, we've all done it, their tips for people getting started in public speaking, and how they've built their confidence, even with the added challenge of English being their second language. I admire these guys so much. They are so, so inspiring, and I'm so excited to be sharing their stories with you this week. Now, we also do mention the upcoming Toastmasters conference briefly. If you're interested in coming along after listening, the booking link will be in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash toastmasters. That's thecmethod.com slash toastmasters. Okay, let's get to this conversation with Henry and Aurora. Uh, just so you know, we we recorded this live at my co-working space and I was using a microphone that I'm not used to, so you may hear some weird bumping noises when I get a little bit animated. I accidentally knocked it a bit, so just a quick warning. All right, let's get into it. Enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited today. I have two very special guests with me in the studio. I have Henry Navas Torres, sorry for the bad pronunciation, and Aurora Pont, who are both to- 
Toastmasters members and who I met relatively recently. Actually, Henry, we met at the convention, the Toastmasters convention earlier this year. And Aurora, we met today, but I'm so excited to have you both in the studio. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Now, the reason why I have you here in the studio is because I wanted to hear from you as relatively new Toastmasters what your own public speaking journey has been like. So both of you, tell me a little bit about yourselves and what prompted you to start your public speaking journey. Let's hear from you, Aurora. I've always dreaded public speaking since I was at school. I had bad experiences, really. Nothing, no teachers would would actually push you towards bettering yourself in that area. But I always admired people that could actually do it, um, even though I didn't actually actively look for, for doing it myself. Where um, did you grow up? In France. In France, wow. So English is my second language. Which part of France? Paris suburbs. Oh, so amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, continue. That's okay. Um, so, you know, being in, in front of an audience um, that's eager to wait um, to hear what you want to say is fairly daunting and quite vulnerable as well. Um, so I put it in the back of my mind and didn't really think about it until I kept meeting people that could actually do it and, and do amazing presentations. And instead of striving to be as awesome as they were, I just thought if I could improve my confidence by as little as 5 or 10%, and if I get there, that will be a huge win for me. So that prompted me to look for some courses about public speaking, and I ended up with Toastmasters. Wow. So how long ago was this when you made that decision? That was April that year, this year. So okay. that's very new. I'm very new to this. Um, it took me a while to warm up to the, to the idea of being in front of an audience to do speeches. Um, but once I got started and I received really kind feedback, it just got me motivated to, to push for more. Amazing. And what club are you part of? Uh, Dandenong. Dandenong. Okay. Dandenong, for those of you listening, it's a suburb here in Melbourne. And Henry, how about you? When did you get started with your public speaking journey? Okay. Well, um, I'm in this, probably in the same scenario of Aurora. Uh, let me paint to you like that, like this. Have you ever seen a person, you know, that person that speaks on stage and that person just makes it look so easy? And, and, and then you think, wow, that person probably has, um, you know, probably a gift of nature or, or perhaps he's got uh, some supernatural powers that he acquired or perhaps he's got that gene, you know, maybe that guy, that gene that I just, perhaps I just don't have. But then what I realize is that that person is probably master his craft, you know, his public speaking craft. And then it's like that person has probably put a lot of effort into mastering that craft. And that inspired me because, like, I think to do public speaking, I think there's a process that we can take. And that, that got into me. And I, and I really like, realized that, yes, you know, speaking, it's a process. And, and I would like to be able to speak well in public. And I would like to take a process. And, and that's the reason why, like, I joined Toastmasters. Like, in a bit of background before that is because, uh, I was unemployed at one point in time and, and I used to like just regret going to interviews because it is so daunting. Like it's very, and you walk out of that interview and you think, Oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. But what you don't realize is that it's, it's probably, you know, I'm not able to uh, articulate well my ideas and thoughts and put them into a nice speech. 
and and perhaps that's what prompted me to. And then someone told me about Toastmasters, and then I went to Berwick Toastmasters. That was my first um, time that I went to Toastmasters, and then after that I moved into Narrawarren because it's closer from home. And since then, I just have enjoyed it, and and I've been trying to do as much as I can in the Toastmasters club. Um, you know, I I just came back from a area contest, and it's like really exciting to be there. Um, it, it just really pushes your adrenaline, and like you say, like you just it's really good that you're putting yourself into a, your into a place that you are not comf- comfortable. Because that's the only way that you're gonna like, move on forward. Mm. Well done on competing, because that's that's the next step. Or will that be your next challenge? Oh yes, definitely. Competing. Probably humorous. You know, it forces you to actually do things you'd never think would be possible. Mm. Um, because you receive so so much kind feedback, and you take it one step at a time. It's so overwhelming at first, but if you set small goals, as you say in your podcast, and you are, it's a series of small steps. Um, and then you, you see the big picture. But really, the first thing is to be kind to yourself as well and just do a small thing. And then if you want to keep going, then do so. Um, but if you don't like it, just stop. You're free to do what you like. And that's what, what that's what's great about Toastmasters. You get involved as much or as little as you want. What's one of the challenges that you've had to overcome with your speaking or that you've managed to overcome since practicing more? Definitely just being stared at. Being stared at. You being in front of an audience, yeah. everyone's looking at you and they're waiting to hear, um, what you want, what you have to say. Being comfortable with the attention. Um, if it's, it's not something that's taught, um, at least where I was from, um, you don't get exposed in front of everyone. Or if you do, it's very brief. So just having the attention for five to seven minutes or so, um, and be comfortable with that bit by bit. It, it doesn't come straight away, obviously, but you do notice small changes and people do notice that you're actually more comfortable in some situations. And it's very encouraging because you think you never be able to do these things, but it works. It does work. So how did you actually build up the confidence or to be okay with standing in front of the group? It's a work in progress. Um, it's again, small steps. Um, I just thought I'd take on, I, I, tried to speak once at every meeting. I started as a guest and I joined. Then I thought I'll say at least a few words for every meeting. And then I'll say a bit more than a few words. And then eventually the big plunge for me was the first speech, which I put off for so long, hiding um, behind my desk. But <laughs> um, I eventually got there. I just just took a leap of faith, really. You just do it. And, and the feedback was so kind and supportive. Um, you just want to do more. You just want to push yourself more. That's amazing. Well done on doing that. Thank you. And you're right. Like one of the biggest challenges, especially when you start speaking, is getting comfortable with all of those eyes on you. And that's before you've even said anything. Absolutely. It's just people looking at you. Did yeah. you go through that challenge too, Henry? Oh, or did you yeah. have something else? Oh, absolutely. It's like, it's, it's great that you mentioned about those silence because sometimes, you know, especially when you're doing some humorous, like you, you expect that people will be laughing or like in a, perhaps like in a, in a normal arena, you probably like, you, you might get a laugh, but when, when you're actually giving a speech and perhaps those people don't laugh, maybe they're not laughing because like they want to hear what you're going to say next or, or, or that. 
I think it's also managing the pauses, the silence. Um, everyone comes with their own strength and weaknesses, really. Um, you do have strength anyway, even though you don't think you do, but you definitely do. So for me, it was more in the preparation of my speeches that I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, and the weaknesses or the things I'm working on is the uh, managing the pauses and the um, voice modulations as well, learning that. Um, and managing silences or non-response from the audience as Henry was saying you say something that you think is funny and nobody responds what do you do so you're taught all this and bit by bit when you're confronted to these situations you you learn how to manage and even if it becomes uncomfortable at times it doesn't last it's just a split second before you're back on track again and you keep going so it's really being used to that brief um, moment that's just slightly uncomfortable and then you, you build confidence this way. It is very overwhelming and that's normal. That's fine. Yeah. You, you can feel, Oh my God, I'm never going to make this. That's fine. But you do have to take it one thing at a time. You don't become a great speaker overnight. Some people have been Toastmaster members for decades and they've mastering their craft all along. So it's something, it's a skill that remains alive that you have to constantly maintain. Um, and that's what they teach you as well. It's very structured, as Henry said. So you're not by yourself. You have guidelines and then you receive feedback. And it's always positive feedback and little improvement that you have to work on. So it's it's very um, kind. It's a very supportive environment. Mm. And have you been able to apply your new speaking skills into other areas of your life? Well, yeah. I work in a, in, in, in a service department in my current job. And, and it's funny you say that, but, but you do, because when they ask you a question, I have to answer people's questions and, and solve people's problems. And when they ask me a question, then I, I do repeat the question to them and say, so your question is blah, 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 blah. So ah, I repeat the question. Trick. Yeah. And then, and then like, you know, you're kind of like doing your active listening skills. And then after that, yeah, like the people somehow like, to do like it, you know, so they do like that approach. Mm. And then after that, then, then you, if, you know, dealing with conflict as well, then, you know, you kind of, kind of like giving them an evaluation of what they say. And then by breaking down into, into parts of, of, of what they say, then you're able to help them out much quicker. And then the, the customer becomes like much more happier. Wow. So, so Fantastic. I think. Fantastic. There you go. <laughs> so that's my experience. What about you, Aurora? I've been only um, at Toastmasters for about seven months, so... I'd hey, don't say only. You've been at Toastmasters for seven for months. For seven months. That's an achievement. <laughs> and it's bit-by-bit bit progress, um, as Henry was saying as well. It's You become more confident in day-to-day -day conversations. You're more willing to put yourself out there in front of people, and, and you maintain eye contact. You're more comfortable with silences and things that you go with the flow more. Um, so Toastmasters teaches you how to do unprepared speeches as well as prepared speeches. So you get really both, um, the best of both worlds, um, in that respect. And I think you can really, um, enhance your professional skills with a training like that because good speakers or good communicators are very valuable to an organization. Absolutely. Well, it's great to hear that you're able to apply what you've learned to. You know, to other areas. That's something that I teach my clients actually to repeat the question. If it's, let's say you've given a presentation at work or to the board and then they ask you questions afterwards, or if it's a job interview, people are asking you questions. And oftentimes people get really flustered and they try to blurt out an answer or they say, um, uh, and then they go too fast. 
But I, I encourage them to repeat the question, take a moment to pause, be comfortable with silence, right? Be okay with the fact that you need a little bit of time to think about the response, buy yourself some time and then answer. And then you'll be much more calm and dignified and structured when you answer instead of having to rush. Well, well you know, just um, just that point of view is two week, two uh, millions ago, I, I was giving my project number five and I choke and, and I, I pause and I just totally forgot my lines and like, like I even apologize to the public. I say, I, I'm sorry, I just, I got to walk out. And if I walk out, you know, like my sad face and I went to sit down. But then the evaluation was, and, and I really remember this, like the person who was giving my evaluation, he said, well, you know, you come to Toastmasters to not to speak well at Toastmasters, but to speak well outside Toastmasters. And, and, and that really like lift me up. And, and the reason why we call you, <laughs> Christina, is because you have inspired us because I can see that you, you were a Toastmasters and you often say that you're a Toastmaster in your podcast. And that really lift me up because like I can see that, you know, the, the person you have become is because, well, because of yourself, of course, because you put in the high yards. But also I think that we in the same perhaps community that, uh, you know, that, that you and that you go through the process of podcast of toastmasting. <laughs> and now you're a president of the club. And, I am. Yeah. So that, that, you know, that puts you in a leadership role and, and, and I can, well, I can see that the progresses you have done and. Perhaps, oh, thank you. Yeah. So, oh, that's so nice that you think I'm an inspiration. That's not the only reason why I asked them on the podcast, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about how I've inspired you. No, just, no, just not really. Um, so what would be some of your other tips for people who are getting started? In, in public speaking? Step by step. Step by step? Number one, you feel overwhelmed. You won't be a great speaker overnight. Just take it one small thing at a time. Just set yourself small goals and pat yourself on the back when you, when you do them, when you realize them. Um, and if you don't want to do it, that's fine too. Um, you don't want to have, you don't want to feel the pressure to, to be doing something you're not enjoying. And also, you're not going to enjoy this straight away. It's it's daunting to be out of it of your comfort zone. Um, but once you get used to this adrenaline rush, um, then this is where the magic works. So love step it. by step, love it. And I love that you said that you get that adrenaline rush because you really do. You do. Afterwards, you step down. You go, I can't believe I just did that. Exactly. I just did that. Amazing. Your huge ego boost for <laughs> people that are interested in that. Uh, but it does, it does build up your confidence a lot too. Yeah. And, and Toastmasters gives you a voice and it teaches you that you have a voice uh, worth listening to. And that's very important. How about mm. you, Henry? Well, well I, I go with um, the same comment that I was saying is like, I think the magic really happens when you commit to a series of steps of actions to achieve a particular end. And, and that is, that is like the great thing about about, about, you know, trying to do the public speaking and, 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 and coming to, to Toastmasters. Um, because, because I think that communication is, we are communicators. We, we, we public speak, you know, outside to mm. the public. <laughs> but, um, but it sometimes it's just a bit hard when we, you know, really doing a speech into our peers, perhaps. Um, my, my, uh, like, I guess my advice to everybody is like, yeah, everybody's 
it, it can be a really good speaker if if they're willing to just take a process that they enjoy. Mm, absolutely. Now, Henry, is English your second language? Yes, it is. Uh, I speak my, my original language is Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> so, how long have you both been speaking English for? Well, I've I've been speaking English since I was thirteen years old. Thirteen. Um, however, for some reason, if you speak if you speak with my cousins, they came to the same time. They all speak like you know, like like um, Daza from Cranbourn. But uh, but some Daza reason, from, what did you say? Daza from Cranbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I think he meant like a local. Daza, yeah, yeah, like a real local. So they sound really Australian. But for some reason, okay. I kept the I kept the accent. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Aurora? How long have you been speaking English? Um, I've been in Australia for nine years, yeah. um, but I started learning English when I was. 10, 11, I think, in, back in France, but it was all very, um, obviously educational. There was not much interaction to it. That was all very scholar. So you don't get much practice. Um, and the best way really is to, it was very scary when I, when I arrived here, but I managed bit by bit to be understood and understand people. Um, and Toastmasters teaches you that as well. If you want to enrich your language, especially as a second language, that's a perfect place because people use all kinds of words and, devices and um, um, things like that to enrich the language. And I think it's important to keep it alive as well, especially when you have another language. Now, I work with some people who, or, and I've met people who, for whom English is a second language, and they feel like they lack confidence with speaking English because they feel like they don't have the right vocabulary or a large enough vocabulary um, to be able to, you know, speak eloquently in English. So it adds another layer of complexity to the public speaking side of it. Do you, did you experience this and how have you managed it? I think for me, I take the time to prepare my speeches. Um, I do quite a bit of research. I try to craft them carefully as well to make sure my message goes across like I intend to. Um, I work, I've been working here since the start, so I guess it helps if you do mingle with locals. Um, but I think it does help really. Just again, you have to practice. There's no way around it. You can't just be a better speaker and a better, um, English speaker if you just don't expose yourself out there. And yes, people might not understand you. Yes, you might not understand them. That will pass. It will pass. It's temporary until you get better to the next small step that you've set for yourself. Mm. What about you, Henry? Well, Yes, English is not my first language, but, um, but I think, I think I want to overcome that, that idea that people do not understand me because, because I think people, if they really want to understand you, they'll make an effort to understand you. And then, and then I came to a conclusion that, well, if, if you're not going to understand me, it's because you really don't want to understand me. Mm. And, and maybe I just want to concentrate to that 33% who do want to understand me. So that's, that's my idea. So tell me about this conference that you guys are involved in. It's happening on the 18th of November. What's your involvement in it? So our, our job is part of the committee to spread the word, to come to a fantastic event that's going to happen on the 18th of November. This is in Melbourne. This is going to be in Melbourne. Yep. And what's um, happening at the conference? So on the conference, like we're going to, there is going to be some workshops. That's the main reason why you will be coming, you know, whether you are a Toastmaster or like like a 
like by through the years or, or you are people from the public because like it would so be you really don't have good to be you. a member no you don't okay. have to be a member to come along yep um because like the great thing however you, you need to you want to be interested in public speaking because like what will you get is you like you will get a workshop by Bharat Sagadet who who is who was the champion of the annual convention of Toastmasters yes. at District 73. I saw him speak. He's amazing. Yeah, I saw him speak as well. He's so great. So he's doing a workshop. So he's, he's doing a workshop. workshop. Yep. And then and it's going to be followed by by another, sorry, the, the keynote speaker will be doing that first, which is Brett. Brett Rutledge. That's that's him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he will be at 2, 2 p.m. and then followed by by Barrett. And then I, I think it's really interesting to to go and watch these guys because these guys – have actually mastered their craft, and and it, it, and what I liked about it is like it's like for example, right? Like I I like sports, and I, and uh, and you you have trained for marathons, right? I have. Yeah, I have had every intention of running a marathon. <laughs> does that count? Yes, it does count <laughs> because you have gone through the process of running a marathon, and and that's and that and that is what it really gets to you, isn't it? Like you know, like you have done high yet, and you know what it takes to run. Well, well, technically not, but I've, okay. I've trained for a marathon. I didn't quite manage to run the marathon, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying. So, so these so, guys so, are really inspirational to learn from and exactly. see. Um, and I've also found that the convention's a great place to meet other Toastmasters and learn from them as well. It's great, a great place to network with other people. You'd be amazed at the number of people you meet from different backgrounds, different cultures, different professions, anything. Um, and yes, you do network without even forcing it. Actually, it doesn't feel obliged or anything. Um, and you can see these two speakers that started the same as us, really, shaking in front of an audience with everybody looking at you and you frightened that you might forget your lines. But here they are. They've grown. Um, they've gone better at it themselves. So we're very happy to be able to promote that and hopefully mm. get some people that are interested in public speaking to um to see them speak. For sure. Oh, another thing I'd like to add, at a Toastmasters conference, because everyone there loves speaking, it is so easy to talk to people there because people are just like, la, 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 la. You don't they stop love, them. No, they love talking. So great group of people who will be there. Um, so it's happening on the 18th of November. Um, where can people go to register? Um, there's a website called Try Booking. Yep. So the address is www.trybooking.com slash SGQD. What does that stand for? SGQD. South. <laughs> what does that I stand for? I don't know. <laughs> that could be a code for the convention on their website. I'm okay, not sure. SGQD. You know, I will put a link in the show notes of this, like the blog post of this episode, so that's easy for people to find. So I will say what the link is um, in the closure and the intro of this podcast so people can go there. Otherwise, otherwise, if you can remember this and write it down, go to trybooking.com slash SGQD. We don't know what that stands for, but it's some code. <laughs> or we'll make up something funny for it. Um, 
silly golden quesadilla dinosaurs. How about that? <laughs> yeah, well, I chugged the right crowd. Silly golden quesadilla dinosaurs. Go there. And you'll be able to get your tickets. There might be some quesadillas after because there's going to be a buffet dinner. Ooh, buffet dinner afterwards. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Well, Henry and Aurora, you've been absolutely wonderful. And thank you for getting out of your comfort zones and joining me on the show. You guys did a fabulous job. And I wish you all the best in your public speaking journey and have an amazing time at the conference. Thank you for having us, Christina. Yeah, thank you for having us, Christina. Yay! Big thanks to listeners Henry and Aurora for being such amazing guests on the show this week. Didn't they do an incredible job? This was their very first time on a podcast. I was very impressed. Now, if you do want to get in touch with them and to learn more about the Toastmasters conference, uh, convention, sorry, and get tickets, visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash Toastmasters. You know what? I'll also put some public speaking resources in the show notes too for you, especially as I understand there'll be quite a few beginner public speakers listening in. So I have a template that helps you to craft and structure a really effective presentation. I have that and I have other podcasts to listen to around the topic of public speaking. So I'll pop links in the show notes there as well to help you to get along further in your public speaking journey. So go to thecmethod.com slash Toastmasters. Don't delay. Go do it now. Now, speaking of public speaking, earlier this year, I ran a half-day live speaking workshop in Melbourne, and I am planning on running another one in early December. This will be a bit longer. Instead of half a day, it'll be three quarters to a full day. Now, this is a live small group training workshop where you will learn how to plan, write, and deliver a short presentation to the group and build up your confidence and engagement skills too. We had a lot of success with the last one and I cannot wait to run it again. I'll be sharing more details on the podcast and with my email list, so keep an eye and ear out for that information. Okay, thanks so much, guys, for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome, and I will talk to you next week. Keep this podcast on play if you want to hear this week's ukulele song. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. You know, I'm actually surprised by the number of people who tell me that they really enjoy my ukulele playing. It was not expected. Um, it was something I was doing for a bit of fun, but I, I really appreciate that, um, that you guys enjoy this and actually see inspiration from it as well. Um, I've had people tell me that it's inspired them to start playing an instrument again, you know, something they haven't done for a while. And other people just say that they, they like listening. So thank you guys. Thank you for your support. Um, this is the reason why I keep doing it. Um, I'll keep doing it until you tell me not to do it. So, um, thank you. Um, anyway, if you're wondering how I choose the songs, 
there's not really much rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes I'll find a song that I really like and then I'll go to play it and then I just <clears throat> the chords are really, really tricky on the uke, so I don't play it. And then other songs I find them and they're fairly easy to play and I can and it's a good register for my voice, so I just go for it. And this is one of those songs and it is killing me softly and I will be doing the uh Fuji's version because it's a bit more funky. Hope you enjoy. <clears throat> Strumming my pain with his fingers Singing my life with his words Killing me softly with his song Killing me softly with his song Telling my whole life with his words Killing me softly with his song That's the E chord by the way it's really hard <laughs> I felt all flushed with fever embarrassed by the crowd I felt he found my letters and read each one out loud I prayed that he would finish but he just kept right on strumming my pain with his fingers Singing my life with his words Killing me softly with his song Killing me softly with his song Telling my whole life with his words Killing me softly with his song Damn you, E chord. Oh, I think I got it. <laughs> 